Graphic Nature acknowledges the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which we record the show, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and future, and extend that respect to other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening to this podcast. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Fighting for what's right, for justice, that's what a hero does. It is my opinion, without any reasonable doubt and without any reservation, that comic books are an important contributing factor in many cases of juvenile delinquency. Comic books are pure evil. Satan himself condemns our children to the fiery depths of hell. How a particular tale can come to life in the mind of a reader is endlessly fascinating to me. We have found that all comic books have a very bad effect on teaching the youngest children the proper reading techniques. This balloon print pattern prevents that. I am not a villain. I am a victim. A victim of a society that tortured me. Vengeance will be mine. It'll be mine. Welcome to Graphic Nature, a podcast exploring the inspiring world of comics, the culture that supports it, the creators, publishers, and people behind the printed pages and digital screens pushing the medium on into the future in Australia and the world. I'm Zoran Ilyevsky. On this episode, we talk to Andrew Pilkington, writer, artist, and creator of Mole Comics. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, what was your uh, entry into, into comics uh, were you a reader as a kid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't really read comics as a kid at all. Um, at I all? liked cartoons. No, not really. Um, really only got into it in my, like, my early 20s. And um, I'm only 25 now, so it's really only only a recent thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think like, I loved cartoons as a kid. And um, when I got together with my, my fiance, my girlfriend at the time, she was like, she's an artist, and she encouraged me to draw a lot in sketchbooks. I was like making these really like disjointed, like I wanted to make it into a comic, but it was um, just like, I would draw every panel on a separate page and then draw like the speech bubble separately. I was like, I'm going to put it all together later, which doesn't work. It's like a horrible way of making a comic. But that was like starting like the seeds of like the first, like making a comic and getting into them. And then what really got me into like reading comics was I saw that Robert Crumb documentary, Crumb. Yeah, right. And I don't, even though it's like, he's so... I don't know, disturbed and weird. I don't know, for some reason it really resonated with me and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to make an underground comic. Like that was when, and that's when I started picking up, you know, like Crumb and all the the alternative guys, like the Klaus and Jim Woodring and um, Chester Brown. Yeah. Chris Ware. Oh yeah, all those guys. And wow, you went, you went where, all the way. Yeah, yeah, I sort of, I skipped all the, the superhero and all the, the kid stuff. So I don't, or I guess, I guess adults read it, but you get into it when you're a kid. So it, it all started there, really. Yeah, right. Uh, and so, what was it? What was it exact specifically about the way that Crumb and some of those other guys were doing their work? Like, what, what was it? Was it their art, or was it the subject matter? What, what really kind of sparked that creative um, fire in you? Yeah, I guess I don't know. Crumb was like with. Um, like, I don't do it anymore now. It's like he did like all that like autobio stuff really revealing. And like, I love the documentaries. It's pretty, they're like documentaries as comics, right? Mm-hmm. And then th- those were like the first like little comics I made. But then it's like, I can never show these to anyone because I, I know these people. I don't want them ever to read. 
You can change the names, can't you? I guess, I guess. But um, yeah, so that was, and then, yeah, just like the weirdness about it and yeah, like the, I don't know. It's just, it's just great stuff. It's just like, you know, when you see something and it's so good, it's like, why didn't I think of that? And you just want to copy it. <laughs> like almost. Yeah. Right. But put, put your own spin on it, I guess. Cause, uh, cause I got to say like when, uh, and by the way, thank you very much for sending through the, 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 the issues that you did. Uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty far out. You, there's a lot of, uh, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, a lot of messed up stuff in some of your, some of your, <laughs> some of your books. Um, yeah. you know, is it that the dude, cheese you know grating his hand and that yeah, really yeah. sticks out but um and and it seems like you've pushed as as the what is it now you're up to six issue six six yeah there's six uh, as you've gone through them they've gotten more and more uh you know wild let's say yeah yeah um, yeah especially yeah, compared to the first one and then which really surprised me because i because i read the first one after i Last, read the others yeah, yeah so it was really interesting to see that where you'd come from and, and, uh, and then going through and, and, you know, just skimming through all the stuff I'd already read and just going, Jesus, like, you know, things have taken a turn for the worse. Like <laughs> <laughs> things have gone far out. Where does, you know, is it, how does that, like, let's say for instance, the, the, the hand grading, like where does that come from? So that one is, um, a friend and I in like high school and like the couple of years after high school, we were, um, uh, we wanted to make like a horror movie together. Mm -hmm. We were like writing a script, but um, it just never took off. I think it's just like, that's why I sort of changed it into a comic or like stole the ideas that were worth. So that was one of the ideas in that little script because in a comic, you like, it's just me. I have all the control. I think it's like, that's one of the things that's so great about comics. You can do it all by yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so that was just one of the ideas from there. It's like, I think we were just thinking of like little domestic things that you just like push it like too far. Like you're grating the hand and you're ignorant and you forget that you're, you're grating the cheese and you forget and you just keep going. Just a silly little idea. I don't think there's much meaning behind that one. <laughs> <laughs> like just well, more well, absurd. Well, well, this is the thing, right? So a lot of the stuff is pretty absurd and, and there's, yeah. you know, then there's the uh, getting rid of the headache, you know, so yeah. there's almost like the, you know, like the, the, the five the issues. Yeah, go on. The headache, the headache one is, um, that's a thought that I actually have all the time when I, I get like these migraines and I always feel like I want to cut my, my head open, like at the front of the forehead and take out my brain and replace it. <laughs> I, and I don't know. I've, I've had that thought since I was a kid. I'm sorry. I, sh <laughs> I, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's. <laughs> no, no, it's fine to laugh. Like, I don't know. It's just like. That's like a thought I've had my entire life. I'm like, still, if I get a migraine tomorrow, I'll have that. Like, it feel, I really want to cut my head open and just take my brain out and remove it. And I feel like that would fix it. <laughs> and and because because you've got so you've got all these kind of what I what I would you know uh, associate with like a skit, let's say for instance. Yeah. And, and they're peppered throughout all your different all the different issues of of mole and mole comics. Uh, are they you know are you are you planning the 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 issue or is it more of uh just a collection of stuff that you've already got or that you know one day you just go oh you know it'd be funny uh i'll draw you know someone you know landing uh on their feet from a five-story jump or and you know, <laughs> and their you know, bones go through their body or some shit you know is yeah, it yeah. is it that kind of thing or do you sit there um, and go, i'm gonna yeah. 
you know, pack, I'm going to shoehorn all these different ideas that I've got in. Yeah. I think the issues aren't really planned too much. Like it's just like, I keep drawing until I have enough, like whatever there are 28, 32 pages and then put them all together. But the one I'm doing now is the first time I'm attempting a longer story. I've got about 40 or 50 pages of a actual one story. Wow. And it's, I don't know, it's going to be even longer. <laughs> is, will it be under the moniker of more comics or is it a separate? Yeah, I think, comic? I think, I think I'm just going to call it more. Like it'll just be a, the next issue of more. Yeah. Or right. next, yeah, yeah. Or it'll be the eighth one. I've got, I almost have enough for the seventh one, but then I started doing this next one and then the story got so long and I don't, I don't want to stop and like take a break and like lose the, the rhythm or whatever and then forget mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what, uh, uh, hang on, sorry, but my brain is just awash with the images of, of some of your some of your work, and I I dare not look at it because it'll just some of it uh, is it's pretty pretty full on. The the um sorry, I'm just gonna keep laughing because like I remember when I looked through your books for the first time that the first yeah. couple that you sent through, and I looked through them and I, I actually didn't know what to think because some of it was <laughs> some of it was really full on. And I was like, you know, I actually, you know, I, I've seen work like Crumbs and um, yeah. Jeffrey Brown and like even. Uh, oh, I remember you um, you recommended me Ivan Brunetti. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. So a lot of the, some of Brunetti's stuff is, particularly a lot of his early stuff was really uh, full on. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, albeit it wasn't autobiographical. You know, yours isn't autobiographical, but it still had that same kind of impact. And I was looking at it, I was like, I'm looking at something so demented uh, <laughs> that I'm 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 actually worried about the creator. Um, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, but but that's personally me. There, I know people who, yeah, yeah. who look at all that stuff and go, "Wow, this is amazing." You know, but for me, it was always the connection of where it's come from for you. Like where you know, where does where does that sit in someone's brain and go? I'm just going to draw a comic about someone taking an axe to their head to get rid of their headache, you know, and, you know, and that's kind of extreme, but, but. I don't know. It's, it's interesting where that comes from. <laughs> I mean, I always like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like for me, I really, I really don't find it scary. Like this, this people have told me this sounds scary when I say it, but I really, I find a lot of it funny. <laughs> like I, I'm trying to, my comics are trying to be funny. They're trying to be like, humor the comedy <laughs> oh don't get me wrong yes. there, there was some there were some really good bits but even even yeah. like reading the first reading the first issue and and all the others there's some there's actually some really good stuff in there some really great concepts that that um i thought were pretty funny but then you know two pages three pages down you look at something so fucked up that <laughs> then it was kind of like i was starting to worry andrew i was like going wow <laughs> you know this well, is i don't know like a lot of the stuff that I look at, I think is much worse. So I think compared to some of the stuff that I, I'm looking at, it, it's quite tame. <laughs> so so what, what do you draw inspiration from? Like you said, you said you're a horror fan, but yeah, you know, what, what informs like of, the ideas that you have to put in the comic? I like a lot of like the, I like a lot of the eighties horror, like the fly, like evil dead, um, that movie society. Oh yeah. What about uh, like the house? The, I haven't seen the house. The elevator? No, I haven't seen either of those. Yeah, it's a You just have to go on the list, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what inspires me? And then 
Yeah, like the comic guys that I said before. Um, but so, so you, you obviously, like many people, you're taking you're taking a whole bunch of different things in, and then yeah. that's all coalescing in your brain. But you know, what what would you cite uh, aside from the comics, and possibly even even some of the horror stuff, uh, horror films? Uh, what else? You know, is it is it a matter of some of the stuff you're reading, or is it just you know, is it just weird interactions that you see? Well, pre you know pre pandemic <laughs> kind of interactions between different people, you know. For it, that, that's kind of what I'm interested in where, where, where those, you know, how all that stuff filters into your brain and then gets out onto the page as someone grating their hand for a long time. I don't, I don't think not so much interactions with people. I think a lot of it, it's like fear of well, one theme. I think that popped up a couple of times. It's like a fear of aging, like degrading. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the, the grading of the hand and that sort of thing, it's also, it's like the combination of like a, like a dark gory thing. And then that, that image is like, it's very brightly colored. So it's like this contrast, but it's something that like first looks very happy and then you look closer and it's, oh, it's actually something a bit, uh, a bit dark, but I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> it's it's just it's just how I think. <laughs> it's like it's it's normal, I guess, to me. <laughs> it's not it's not so strange. <laughs> oh no, I'm but, not saying it's strange. Yeah. It's just you know, it's like some people would read in you know, like myself would read into it possibly a lot more than what is actually there. Yeah, true, true. Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think there there's so much there. Or at least that I'm I'm not aware of it. <laughs> it's just like um, a silly little idea of me illustrating like a saying or like I did that one um, about like the burger place where the guy gets his hand deep fried right. and then they cut off his hand and they eat the hand in the burger at like a McDonald's sort of fast food restaurant. That's, I think, obviously, like a comment on like the exploitation of like fast food workers. <laughs> like I worked at Hungry Jack's, so like that's where that comes from. Right. I, I might have to. I, I don't know if I can. I can leave that in, can't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, well I, I don't care. I don't care. We'll just leave. Yeah, it yeah. Out. You know, you work there. That, that's just a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, okay, so with with all these you know all these little bits and now you're developing a, a longer narrative in a comic uh how did i, I just want to uh i just want to i'm more interested in how you went from uh reading being introduced to or sorry being how you went from being encouraged to to do some drawing and and to putting something into a comic into a for, into a format like a comic uh, and then seeing some of these, uh, some of the alternative comic creators, uh, and reading this, some of this stuff, uh, how did how did that the jump? Like, were you did you sit down drawing? Were you thinking, oh, I don't know if I can draw? You know, how how did, what were your what was your process of that particularly that first comic? How you how you got into it? Yeah, well, the first one was that sketchbook one I was telling you, where I was like assembling it like all separately, and I, I just never finished it because I drew it. On all different pages, like, I drew the bubbles separately. I was going to cut out the bubbles and like glue them on and then put it all in order later. I think I drew it out of order. It was terrible. And then I was just, yeah, slowly practicing 
And then the first mole boy story in the first, actually, no, I drew, um, another, I drew like this, a supermarket story with, it looked more crummy with like the, just black and white, all crosshatched. And every page was like an, an A4 page in landscape. And then I, that I assembled later with, um, like two A4 pages in landscape sitting on top of each other and then, um, scaled down. And then it was, took a while for me to actually draw all the panels on one page, which I guess is how most people work mm -hmm. normally. And then I, I planned that all out in my sketchbook and, um, yeah, it took a while to, to finally figure out how to do it. And then I remember at the start, I, I never had, I almost never had enough to like fill out a page where it's like, like, oh, I have like three images. <laughs> like, I have to do, like, draw like these huge panels. It's like, I was, I didn't have enough. Like I was really stretching it out. Whereas now it's like, I'm drawing these, I think the pages I'm drawing now are like 12 panels on a page. It's like almost getting too small. And I found like, it was really like building up to it. Like at the start, you don't have enough. And then the stories in the beginning were like five pages, four pages, a lot of like one page. It's like slowly they got longer. Like it was like, oh, now I've done a 10 page one. And I did like a 20 page. And now I'm doing this thing now. And it's like really long. It's like, I guess it's just like, you know, just working at it. And then it eventually gets longer and hopefully better. <laughs> It's just, it just sounds like considering that you don't have the background in, in, you know, growing up with comics or seeing a lot of comics, um, yeah. it, it, you know, having, you know, particularly initially you know, working on your book, uh, you, you almost don't have, like you're, you're figuring it out. You're figuring out the medium as you're working on it. And yeah. I just find that that's, that's awesome. Like, I'm, you know, generally most people who are getting into comics will already have some sort of, you know, they've come through and they've, they've looked at comics or they've read comics. And so they, they, they understand the medium a lot more yeah. Whereas when I'm reading your books, you know, it, it, it it's, it, it's a comic book. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But because of, again, like I said, because it, it, it has, you know, I think the longest piece in issue one was three pages or four pages. I believe I might be wrong. There's a, there's a pretty long one in the, in the first. Yeah. Issue. That's what I, that's yeah, yeah. what I'm thinking of. So, uh, you know, and and it just like it, I'm. I was reading it, in particular because I, after I read the other the other five, I'm reading number one, and I'm going, oh, oh, wow, look, it's a long form. That's pretty cool. And then yeah. it just and and everything started making everything was making sense until I think the very end, and um, then then it got into all the kind of stuff that you know you like. I actually saw where your further where your further issues of the comic were going to go, uh, stylistically. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it was, you know, they would start, your shit just got really weird and bizarre and it was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that makes complete sense. That's where it's going. Well, how do you feel about your, your art style? Are you, how did you come, come I think to it? At, at first it was just like freehand drawing and sketchbooks and like not, not very good. I think there's more of that style in the first one. And then like I started using like a lot, of, like I use like a lot of photo references now, which helps me a lot. So I, I can barely draw from imagination. <laughs> so like everything, I, almost everything is like a photo I've taken or like a stock image that I'm like copying and then just like spinning it out. Like I, like I will change like little things and like details, like background details and faces. Like if it's like a woman, change it into a man or, but that's, yeah. And um, copying colors, like a lot of my color 
have copied from like Klaus or like using like bright colors and um, complementary colors. Yeah, I think that's the majority of the art style. And I wanted to do like, like it's all like the pen and ink line art and then digital color, which was like the Klaus comics that I was looking at like that with like the flat color, always like flat color. Yeah. I think that's the, the main gist of the art style. Uh, what's What's been the feedback that you've gotten for the books generally? Generally, I think people who are into it are into it, but it, it's not like a, a huge, I don't think, it's not for everyone. <laughs> it's like, um, I had a funny reaction at the, the indie comic on. There's some, I don't know, it must have made me like a teenage girl, like walked past and just looked, was like looking like a few meters away at my table, like at all, the, just at the covers, like didn't even come up to the table and just like grimaced. <laughs> like she looked, she looked disgusted and then walked away. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I found that funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the people that like horror and dark stuff generally seem to like it. Cause you've, but, cause uh, you've sold out of a, a few of them, haven't you? Of the runs. Yeah. I think all except the, the latest one, the sixth one. Wow. That's amazing. But it's a small small run, just like 50 comics in a run. Hey, so. man, 50 comics is still <laughs> selling 50 comics. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and how, how are people, what, are they just buying them online? or? Yeah, and I made the effort to contact a bunch of stores and send them out and uh, do the consignment thing at a bunch of stores and all that. And uh, the, the Comic-Cons, uh, like all the conventions, I just did my, the first ones I ever did was last year. Okay. Uh, and the, I think the start of this year, just before the pandemic. Yeah. How were you whole, received at the conventions? Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, people seemed to like it. Uh, no one was offended, except for that one girl that was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did, I did about the same on all of them, which was a little disappointing. I was hoping to grow, but um, they were all in a, a pretty quick period of time. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it was your first, what, the first couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. first year. So. Yeah, it's, you know. But now, now, who knows if there'll if there'll be a convention again? Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, in the near future, probably. But it's a shame. It's like I just started, and it's like just building up a little bit of momentum, and then it all shuts down. Oh no! But well, how are you finding the time? Are you are you spending it uh, creatively, or is it just? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it it I think it's good. I have like there's no pressure to go outside, so <laughs> like, I could just I. I can just draw like there's no like excuse to not draw really just good there's like no like oh i should go outside it's sunny it's like you can't <laughs> it hasn't been particularly sunny has it there was a couple of good days but yeah it's i i really don't mind it sitting inside and having no pressure to go out as long as you can shut off all the other the bad stuff going on yeah that's i think yeah, yeah that's probably integral to be yeah. able to actually focus on anything aside from a grimace at a, at a comic convention have you received any other criticisms um i don't know sometimes my fiance like if i go too far in a comic she'll say oh this is this is too far this is too offensive do you pair it back after that or do you make I, it, I, or do you go harder <laughs> no no i have taken a couple things out sometimes i disagree yeah i mean not too much i haven't received too much negative criticism and I can think, I guess if people don't like it, they don't say anything. I think you have to be really mean to like, <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm not at that level where you, you see the negative stuff. Yeah. That's uh, a good, good way of looking at it. Uh, and, and let's, uh, a 
one more uh one more on criticism uh well actually double what do you think of your own work are you happy with it i had some of it i mean it's always when you look back on the the first issue or like the early ones you always oh i, I can draw that better now because i've gotten better or like i could have done that better but yeah some of it i'm, I'm proud of some of the the small strips I think I don't, I don't hate it as much as like, you know, you hear some artists that are like, Oh, I can't look at, I was just watching an interview with Chris Ware before I talked to you. And he's like notorious, but like, he's like, hates everything you did, even though it's so amazing. It's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not necessarily that critical of, of your work. No, I mean, it's, I would love to get to a point where um I could draw like exactly what I see in my mind. You know, it's like you, whenever you draw it, it's never what you imagine. You it's and every the... artist on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it would be nice to get to that level if that's if that's possible. I think what's what's really um inspiring about comics is um like a lot of the creators I like, and like I think a lot of comic artists in general, like they don't do their best work until like they're in their forties mm-hmm. or like um they're their like in, like middle age. Because um, it's like it's not like with music where like a lot of like bands like their first album will be the best one and then they fall off and then 20 years later it's like a completely different thing. Yeah. Like comics, it's like something like you can really like get better at and like you're not going to be the best when you start. You like really have to train for like 20 years and then that will be like the peak. It's like really a skill that you have to learn. It's not so like magical. You're just like plucking like a hit song out of the air or something. That's a very interesting point you make actually. Uh, comics or comic books, I suppose, in that respect, are, are more akin to comedy than they are music. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although you have, you know, being in music, you'll be obscure for the rest of your life unless you manage to crack through somehow. Luckily, but with comics, you can just keep producing and producing and producing. And I guess it's, it's also, it's like, well, I don't know. I was going to say it's easier, but I guess you could just write a song on a guitar and record that like comics is just like a pen and paper you can keep doing that like very simple like you don't rely so much on others yeah but yeah, yeah that's, it. that's what i like about it so much like it's just it's just me <laughs> i i was in high school i remember making this um like little horror film for like a media class and i wanted to do every single part of the film like wanted to like write it direct it star in it it's like that's just impossible it's gonna be terrible <laughs> It's like, but with comics, you can do that much easier. You can play all the characters, and you're effectively God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening to Graphic Nature. We'll return right after this short message. Hey, thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying the show. Please jump on Facebook and like us, as well as following us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all the details on the website graphicnature.media. Thanks very much. What's your preferred discipline? Do you prefer the writing, or do you? Do you, or is it the drawing that really kind of gets you going? I think the idea is the best part. Like when I have the idea mm-hmm. for the story and then, and it's just like, I have such like a backlog that you don't do it for like weeks and weeks and weeks, but it's good to, then you always have something to do in the future. So yeah, it's definitely, I think just the idea, like, and then I guess, I mean, everyone says it's like inking because you're just like tracing over the pencils, but yeah, I don't know, drawing. It's okay, but it's not great. The, the idea is the best part, and then figuring out how the story... I think the writing, more of a writer guy than the art. Yeah. I mean, the color, the coloring is also fun, but like 
working it out with the pencils it's i hate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think a lot of people are kind of the drawing is the most arduous part yeah, of, yeah. of putting a comic together and now it's, it's taking me longer because i think i'm starting to care more i think there's like a, a section in some of the mall issues where it's like almost every panel is just like a close-up of someone's head because <laughs> like i didn't draw like a full figure or a background and it's like now i'm really taking care to like oh i should actually have some setting here <laughs> like draw some full figures i think there's nothing particularly wrong with that as long as the message is conveyed i guess I guess so. I that think that goes back to what you were asking before about self-criticism. It's like when I look back at it, like, oh, I didn't draw any full figures in this strip. Right? There's no backgrounds. Everything is a blank color. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it's it's that's actually uh, that's quite prevalent in a lot of comics throughout the years. You know, when you want to do yeah. a close-up or if you want to do a particular story, or you know, some of the panels. Like I've been rereading some early '60s stuff early yep. 60s marvel stuff and a lot of it is zero backgrounds all they're focusing on is the content so what's actually happening so you know yep. if it's a you know particularly you look at any fight scene in a comic and there is generally never any background all yeah. you're looking at is the two main you know you're looking at the punch where the fist is the face in relation to the other face and that's pretty much it and then you've got yeah. a word bubble in there and uh, or a speech bubble and so you know i guess it depends on the story like <laughs> I think I, I think looking back on it, I guess I uh, I could have always done more in some of them. You always see see your mistakes, what you could have done better. Well, so now you're starting to sound like you're heavily critical of your work. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now it's, <laughs> it's now it's all coming out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. I was um, listening to the, the Tatiana Davidson episode you did, mm-hmm. and um, you were saying how you were um, like you had just wanted to, that you haven't made a comic and you want to make like your first comic and, but you were so scared because you're such a fan and you've like, you've read so many and you didn't know how to start. And I think it was like interesting where it's like, I didn't read at all. And I just like, just went ahead and started where like, you've seemed to have like read like everything or like a heap of stuff. And you were like still so nervous to start. It's like, yeah, it's like what we, what we were, what you were talking about earlier, how your style, you know, it's, it's, it's a niche style. Like particular yeah. people will like it. And there's a lot of people that might not. And f- for me, uh, the experience of reading all those books and, and understanding how the medium works and the more and more I've learned about it, the more and more I know how little I understand about it. Okay. You know, so there's, you know, we've got vast amounts of people around the world who are doing comics, who are doing fantastic comics as someone who's been, you know, who has been a reader for so long, like I said in, in, you know, like I've said in other interviews or in other shows, uh, in my mind, I'm already operating on at least, at the very least, 50% of people who see my work or my comic, if I ever actually get around to showing anyone, uh, you know, they'll turn around and they'll go, no, it's, it's just shit. It's just shit. But I also think, um, if the first comic you do, it's going to be shit. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I've read up on a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of books on how to create comics, why they're there, how they work, who's doing them. And so I look at it as a daunting task because I want to make sure that I make the best thing I can make. And yeah, yeah. sure, once it's created, two years down the track, I'm going to look at it and go, fuck, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. What the hell is yeah. this shit? What was I thinking there? <laughs> you know, with all the reading comes all the... Um, you know, the overthinking, I suppose, you know, for lack of a yeah, better word. Yeah. Whereas like yourself, you just get into it. He's like, no, this is how I'm going to do it. 
and then you learn along the way and so i mean but but also it's like the the first one you do it will be bad but it's also it's the best you can do at that time yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah in in saying all that particularly with the writing has any of it aside from let's say the the splitting headache bit has anything that you've done in the six issues or even you know something that you may not have even produced publicly has any of it been a cathartic experience drawing or even writing some of the some of the stuff that you've done i think maybe some of the mole boy stuff yeah right i mean the mole boy is like i think it's like a thinly veiled autobiography <laughs> yeah yeah i can see that so yeah i mean some of that stuff it's like oh i was anxious about this or depressed about that and then it's like you write it and then it's like out of your head so i think in that aspect yeah yeah right well, exercising some personal demons yeah yeah that's yeah definitely the mole boy one i think that it's um, where the autobio exercising your personal demons comes out. But I don't even know why I haven't asked this yet, but why Mole? Why Mole Boy? Why did you call it yeah, Mole Comics? Um, I had a fascination with naked mole rats since a child. <laughs> I, I, my parents said I used to stare at them. Um, I grew up in Canada, and apparently they have an exhibit of naked mole rats at the zoo in Canada, and I used to just stare at it. I have, like, no memory of this. Right, wow. And then, I mean, I had a toy as a kid. I really loved that. And I brought <laughs> <laughs> and um at the start of high school we had this presentation where um you had to bring a, a box with five items that represented you and for some reason i brought that naked morat toy like, <laughs> i don't know why and then yeah what that was like the one of the first stories i came up with when i wanted to start doing the make a comic like a real physical comic for the first time it's like i have to have some character like whatever it's like spider-man i'll do mole boy and it's like like this depressed sad because like you know the mole looks like the mole rat's like this pathetic little ugly creature it's like <laughs> what better animal to represent <laughs> negative emotions like that it's like shriveled up <laughs> little thing i don't know i don't know I, I also i like drawing it i think it's really fun to draw it's, it's so ugly but it's i don't know my fiance always says that i like drawing ugly things i really love ugly things <laughs> like everything i'm attracted to Oh, don't get go easy with what you say there. No, no, no she's already made that connection. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the conventions, uh, considering that the last couple that were on that you visited was your yep. pretty much your first outing. Uh, how did it? How did it feel? you know, sitting at the desk and, and, and talking to people like this, is it something that you kind of enjoy or you prefer sitting in the room drawing? I don't know. The first one, I enjoyed it. And I think by the time so I've only done three, by the time I got to the third one, I like, now I feel like it's like, I'm so much more nervous about it. Like I never want to do it again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, I went into it. It's like naive and like, I don't know. I'm just like, so, so nervous. And like, I don't know why. I always feel like, like, as I said, like, I didn't really read comics as a kid. I feel like I'm like almost like a phony. <laughs> like, so I'm like, I don't belong. Like, these people know so much more than me. Like, I don't deserve to be there or something. I think there's quite a few people that feel exactly the same way, though. Yeah. But the experiences yeah, have been relatively okay other than that. No, the experience is, it's like very positive. It's like all me making it negative. Like, there's, there's nothing that happened there that, that made me feel that I should be sad about it or like negative. It's just, I don't know, just nerves, but it's a nice experience. It's cool seeing all the other creators. Like it's weird. When I first started making my comic, I felt like, like I was the first person 
to make a comic in Australia. It's like I've discovered this new medium because I was like so so out of comics. Like I didn't never been to a shop. I don't think I didn't know anything about it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be the first Australian person to make a comic. <laughs> then of course I discovered like how wrong I was. Like all these other people doing it. <laughs> that like that's how out of the loop I am. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Even like some of the stories, like I feel like I'm going to be the first person to ever put this idea in a comic, but it's just because I haven't read like that many comics. And like, I don't know that like a million people have done this idea before. Yeah. You know, that shouldn't I, stop you. Yeah. I guess they say there's like what, no original ideas left anywhere. So There's only seven stories and everything else is just a version of those. Something yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Everything's derivative. Or, mm-hmm. So. Well, I suppose that's kind of art in general, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, had you ever gone to a convention like before you were no. a, an exhibitor? Like even no. even in either like big ones or no, I like I think I knew like the big ones existed, but in terms of the smaller ones like the indie comic con and the home cooked and all mm-hmm. that, like I don't think I even knew they existed. I didn't even know Sticky Institute existed. Yeah, right. Wow. Until until I was emailing stores asking like, can you take my book? And they're like, have you heard of Sticky Institute? So it's like I was really so far out of the the comic culture in Melbourne. Yeah. And yeah. what did Sticky say when you got in touch? I mean, like you just get the form right? and then you just hand it in. I think it's, it's all pretty easy. Yeah. Right. I mean, as long as you staple some paper together. <laughs> so there but is hope, any... there is hope for me then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you should definitely do your comic. I, I, I'll read it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because ever since I put that up, the last couple yeah. of people that I've spoken to who listened to the show, uh, have yep. have said the same thing, and I will say the same thing again to you, Andrew. Is there is not even uh, a guarantee that it will see the light of day. I'm ha- <laughs> I'm halfway through preliminary layouts, and okay. um, yeah, so we'll we'll see. There's not even a guarantee that what we're talking about right now will be going going in the episode. So, Just every guest has to pressure you until we get it. Well, that's kind of what Just, it feels like. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Mate, you give me the time, and I might actually <laughs> work on it. Um, the people want it. Well, the the two people, the two <laughs> the people, two people. <laughs> the two people so, that I've spoken to since. Um, but yeah, again, you know, it's that thing of pressure and going. Okay, well, I want to do the best I can, and um, all you know, knowing full well my capability and where it sits at the moment, and um, you know, convincing myself to continue through that and go. Well, I've got to continue on, draw it at you know at the ability that I've got at the moment, uh, and you know, there's a you know. Yeah, so it's it's much like you you know I suppose you understand now with your conventions it's it's not as easy as just walking in there or it's not as easy as just sitting down and and doing it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, a lot a lot goes through your mind. Have you have you thought about have you done any kind of digital only or stuff or used I've, digital platforms? I've been meaning to. I mean, I have like an Instagram page, but uh, with like some of the one page stories on them. And um, I don't know, I was trying to, I was thinking I should like put up like a torrent, of like everything I've ever done. People can just download it, look at everything. Uh, yeah, right. Nope. Uh, a torrent rather than just having like a, a web page and stuff like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think, I mean, I have a website, but um, the comics aren't really on there, just the covers. It's like more of like a store. Yeah. But yeah, I do, need, I do need to have more of an online presence. That was one thing I found, like with music, you can get like everything like illegally, like you can get I mean, not even legally now. It's like everything is on YouTube. Yeah. And all streaming services or whatever. And um, with comics, there was like more more of a barrier, I guess. Or it's like, even if it is online, I don't want to read a PDF of like a whole book. 
like it can, on a yeah, screen. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I, I've yeah. said it many times before, reading comics uh, digitally is can be tough and it just depends on the, the way that it's put together. There are a lot of a lot of independent creators who are doing stuff solely for digital. The really good ones will take into account uh, how it's read on, on a desktop screen, let's say, for instance. I've recently got a, a tablet so I can actually read digital things, digital versions of comics that are sent to me. So it makes it a lot easier, but it's still not the same. You know, we're getting getting things in PDF, getting sent stuff in a, in a CBR file, format. I'm able to read it on a tablet. It's pretty much the same size as a comic. You can just flip the page, you know. So it's, yeah. it makes it, it, it definitely is a lot easier if you've got a, an e-reader or a tablet to read a comic. Yeah, I, like, I don't mind reading like a, like a one-page thing. But yeah, anything that's, I think what like Simon Hanselman and like a lot of those guys are doing on Instagram where you know can upload like 10 images and you can flip through them like one panel at a time. Like that's great. That's a great use of that medium. But yeah, I, maybe I do need to get a, a Kindle or a tablet or something to read stuff, like flipping it like that in that way. But you, yeah, you, I get... you don't have to. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Say, you know. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe it is better. I've tried reading a couple of things on what like comicsology, whatever those things are, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's not enjoyable to me. Yeah, it it really isn't, particularly if you, if you're on a computer or a laptop. It, yeah, it's it's not it's not a, a a great experience. You 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 know, I mean, you can still read the comic. Don't get me wrong, but it's not it's not the same. It just. Yeah. Doesn't. Uh, but then it's like I don't have an endless supply of money to buy all the things that I want to get. <laughs> there's that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's gonna work. If bricks and mortar stores and conventions evaporate, I actually mm. don't know how uh, I will go with comics. Like that, that, yeah, that, yeah. that actually, um, it scares me to some extent. That the whole gro- the, the great thing about it is flipping through the book and looking at it, checking it out before you purchase it. Whereas it gets really hard. I mean, I think I think Comicsology has like one or two pages. You know, they have a couple. They'll they'll pop one. I think the first three pages of a of a comic along with it, like when you're going to go to purchase it digitally, but it's still not the same. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work it out and I'm, and I'm currently reading, you know, analog comics as well as digital. So, you know, it was really great. Um, when I was when I first got into comics after I saw that crumb doc, the library at Melbourne uni, they have this comic book library. It has like an awesome selection. And I picked up so much stuff there because it's like a library. It's free. Obviously, what, which, like which library is it? Rowden White Library at Melbourne Uni. It's like yeah, a right. union house right in the middle. They have like a really nice collection of like mainstream and alternative stuff. Sweet. And like out of print stuff as well. It was really? yeah, really really good. So I read a lot of stuff there. It was awesome. Is that open to the public, or is it? I think it is. They might check you for a student ID or something. Ah, oh, right, gotcha. I mean, but if you look like a student. <laughs> Oh, like, sitting there I'm for sure. hours reading free comics. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been meaning to go back there. I guess you can't now, but it'd be cool to go back there and just they, there's a lot of stuff they didn't didn't get to read. But yeah, really cool collection. It was a good, really good intro to all the alternative stuff. Also, like one of the first like indie comic creators I got into. Do you know Jeffrey Lewis? He's like a New York singer songwriter. He also makes comic books. I can't say that I I can picture anything that he's done. There was like an interview where he was um. Talking about like Daniel Klaus, like he's like this god of like indie comics. I got Jeffrey Lewis's comics off his website. I remember 
you're talking about this Daniel Klaus guy. And I was like, I don't think I just like didn't think to Google it, even though he's like super famous. And then finally there was like a new book one day and like readings and I patience, which I think was 2016. I picked that up. It was just like hearing these like little bits because it's like, it's like, where are these indie comics? Like, I, I, as I told you, I didn't know Sticky Institute existed. And I was like, what? I thought zines didn't even exist. I thought that was like a past thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought, like, what's, I was like, zines, that sounds like ancient. <laughs> I was like, because, you know, it's like all these stores are like literally underground. They're like underground in the sense that they're like hard, but like they're like in, in basements. <laughs> like they're not on street level. Mm-hmm. You can't find them. It's like finding this whole other world. It was great. So aside from wanting to, to set up some of your uh, some of your social media kind of stuff, that's pretty much it. You haven't really delved into using that to kind of push your wares. I mean, I I upload like little things on Instagram, occasionally little illustrations or like a one page comic if I have it. But I've been meaning to upload more stuff, but lately I, I don't have a scanner. I was scanning at the library, the local library, which is shut down. So I need to buy a new scanner. But I, I got all these pages, like I said, like. 40 or 50 pages to scan in but um my scanner the scanner i have here is like an a4 and i draw everything on a3 unless i cut everything in half but i mean i still got there's still always something to do so not a big deal until things reopen and and is it and you're only doing colors did you say you're only coloring like digitally is there any other process that you're doing digitally um well this time for this new one i was trying like um to like approximate like real like marker color. I was like coloring in like a whole page with like a marker and then scanning that in and then like using that to color like sections. So it looks like I did it with a marker, but I didn't actually. Yeah, right. Like cheat, like cheating. Like I can use the marker like infinitely. So, but it, yeah, it's like the, the only digital part is the coloring and I like clean stuff up or it's like, it allows me to be a bit more free with like mistakes, like, or it's like I'll swap a panel in and out if I want to redraw it or like fix someone's arm digitally. Sometimes I'll go in and like fix things digitally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, most of it is is by hand. It's really only after after it's inked. I do like a bit of digital touching up and, and coloring. You, you did have an exhibition of some of your work. Yeah, yeah. my partner at a ladder art space. It's like a bunch of little paintings, illustrations, like in the same style, like the cruelty of my comics there was a guy like shaving his face but he's like ripping a hole in his face and you can see his teeth and like, <laughs> this sort of stuff and what size were they were they the size you drawn them or there um i did mostly a4 um like yeah little a4 paintings mm-hmm. and then i did a couple of bigger canvases and then that's where i, I like released the sixth issue of mall it's like a little release party i guess nice did you sell any of the artwork a couple pieces. Nice. I always find those kind of those kind of parties a little intimidating. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that that's. I think that's actually easier doing like an exhibition than sitting at a table because at the table it's like they see like it's you. You're connected to the work. At the exhibition, you're like walking around. It's like no one knows who did it. Like if they don't know you, it's like, you can just hide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be there for the whole time. You just show up on the opening and then you hide for two weeks. Come take it down. Are you planning on sticking with Moll for quite a while, or, or is there? Are you thinking about getting into like, as you say, more long form narratives, but maybe trying different genres or anything like that? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I got, I have like the seventh issue is almost done, 
I really, it's just because I started this longer form story that I, I have to go back and do maybe do like one or two more stories and then I could put that out. But I also, I feel like I don't want to put something out unless there's a convention. I haven't felt like any need to, there's like nowhere to take it. Um, yeah, so I got the, the seventh one then the eighth one will be this long thing. I have the idea for the ninth one. So there's going to be, a, that's not going to be another long story. So there's at least three, three more. And then I don't know after that. But they're, they're all, yeah, the kind of the same horror, surreal, bizarre sort of things. Not too much of a, a shift yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, yeah, I would like to do those like autobio things. But as I said, it's like, I don't want to, maybe I'll release them when I'm like 80 years old, when everyone's <laughs> dead. <laughs> no one can come <laughs> say, why did you write about me in this way? <laughs> You've mentioned a number of times some of your favorite creators or you know if you could choose someone to collaborate with who would it be to collaborate with yeah um, like if you had the chance to collaborate with anybody that you've mentioned jeffrey lewis ivan yeah. Bonetti, robert r crumb i mean yeah crumb and crumb is a god like to me probably crumb but i, I don't know like all, all the guys that i like they're all um i like them because they don't collaborate with anyone it's like their single vision and it's like that's what kind of like what i like in my work like all the cartoonists i like they're like all independent it's all like a single vision they're doing everything themselves writing penciling lettering like all that stuff so i, I don't know if i would even like to collaborate <laughs> i mean i think I, I like all those guys because it's it's their thing it's like a representation of them so i, I might decline <laughs> That question. Jeez, wow, the first person <laughs> who's declined in that fashion. That's pretty good. Oh, hey, there's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it would be awesome to, to meet like, some of these people and talk to them, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really like collaboration. I did a couple illustrations for friends. I don't know. It was okay, but... I, <laughs> are you, are I like, you being nice now? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, li I like to work alone. Like, I guess that's why I try to be a cartoonist to do comics. You sit in a room alone. <laughs> You don't like people. <laughs> you just not interested in collaboration. Don't you think that would, on some level, impede the way you would you would see things? Well, not impede. Sorry, not the way you would see things, but impede, let's say, progression in certain in certain situations with your work. I think so. I think yeah. I think it probably is like inhibiting, like or stopping me. Like I think you can definitely learn a lot from other people if you work with them and meet other people and also I think working in a team can also be good it's just like I just don't want to do it it's like <laughs> it's just like because like I think yeah, it's like kind of like arrogant to think you can do everything the best like you can be the best letterer the best artist the best writer like all at once it's like it's probably more sane to like just focus on one thing rather than try to do it all yourself like mm -hmm. it's like that, that control it's like what I was saying with that movie before that I made in high school I wanted to be the actor, the star, the director, the writer, doing everything. I, I want to control everything. <laughs> I suppose it's it's kind of easier to think that way when you're starting out because uh, I suppose a lot of people just go, well, who the hell's going to help me? You know, and if I need help, yeah. I'm going to have to pay for it, and I haven't got any money. You're already shoehorned into that situation where you have to kind of do everything yourself. Yeah. I mean, my fiance helps me a lot. Like if she, if I'm drawing something and she'd be like, oh, this hand looks wrong or this arm is too short or whatever, like little things like that. Or like this story doesn't make sense here. Are you giving, so are you giving, are you giving her a uh, editor's credit on the books? 
I mentioned her in the start of the third issue. It was a thank you, but not in all of them. <laughs> but because because you don't like to collaborate. I guess I guess so. I guess I, I got to be the big star. It's just my name on the cover. <laughs> are you a, a creature of habit? Do you do you draw in the same spot, or you know, are you superstitious that way, or in some fashion, or do you can you literally do your work anywhere? Not anywhere, but I wouldn't say I'm superstitious either. It's like I'm just working on. I just need like a flat surface. <laughs> like I just work on the kitchen table. Um, at the start, I was like drawing a lot on the couch, like with like a big sketchbook on my knees. But I, I don't do that anymore. I don't know. I think I need more concentration now. But some of the looser stuff at the beginning, I could do that, like sitting on a couch, like just with the sketchbook on your knees. But um, I, yeah, I I don't think I. I know, yeah, I can't, I have to be like in my house. I can't work out of the house. I can work with like music pretty easily, like with a little bit of distraction. But, um, yeah, kitchen table, music, that's about it. That's all I need, just a flat surface. I could probably work anywhere. I, I need all my stuff, all my photo references and pencils and erasers, everything set up, ruler. I've never tried working at a, you know, those like cartoonist tables that are like slanted. Oh, they're amazing. I've never, yeah, I've never tried. I can vouch for them. One of those. Okay. Uh, at the moment, I've got like a desk, a, a desktop version of it, which is basically just, just, uh, just hook clicks in and. Oh, just, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like on a forty-five degree angle, which is great. You know, it was it wasn't all that expensive, but yeah, it, it it does make a difference rather than being hunched over. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get like if you're working like all day, you get that horrible back pain. Oh, <laughs> you just like force your way through it. Picked up there was like a Wally Wood collection, like how his life ended. He like went like I think almost blind, Jesus. and then and he couldn't draw anymore, and then just killed himself. He was like only in like his mid fifties or something. So like... I'm just about to end the episode, man. That's dark, dude. Come on. Um... <laughs> I mean, not all cartoonists end that way. I think that's that's an exception. <laughs> There's also another tragic cartoonist. Have you heard of that guy Fletcher Hanks? No, I haven't. It's like I think he worked in like whatever it's like like that golden age. And he did like it's like known for I haven't read his stuff yet, but it looks awesome. It's like all this really weird old stuff. I think from like the thirties and forties. Fantagraphics did a collection, mm-hmm. and then he like he did like not a lot of work, and then like disappeared, and then he was found like frozen to a bench, like homeless, like penniless, like in the eighties. I think at the end of his life, another tragic end. Well, yeah, that that kind of unfortunately is like a reoccurring thing with a lot of comic artists. A lot of those dudes got screwed. Have you tried? Have you tried to own an indie? I've looked at it. Yeah, I think I got an account and then I forgot to upload things. But yeah, no, I've definitely I'm aware of it. You know, you know, services yeah. like that. You know, they're really important for for cats like yourself, and and they're doing a great service. I don't know what the deal is. And, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that you can kind of get your stuff out there. Have you thought about um, possibly even getting some of your stuff in international markets like Europe or the states or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, no, I have. I sent some stuff. Um, like connected with a store in the Netherlands. It's been selling my stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, so last year when I was in um, I was traveling in Europe and um, there was a store in the Netherlands, Lambiek. I think it's like the oldest comic store in the world. Apparently, it's what they allege. So I took some comics there. They were interested in my stuff, so I've sold them quite a few, and they've been selling them for the past year or That's so. That's unreal. 
Yeah. That's cool, man. The, the French market is huge. That like band dessinée market. Yeah. Like, I, I really, yeah, yeah, I need to translate them in, in French, I think. That's a great idea. Yes, they're so into it, yeah. Shit, but, that's um, a great idea. You should do it. Yeah, yeah, I should. The international market, it, it seems very, very viable. <laughs> I couldn't believe when we were over there, like, all these, like, reprints they had of, like, Crumb and, like, Charles Burns collections that don't exist in English, only in French. And it's, like, so irritating. I was like, I have to learn French. <laughs> Just to read. Yeah, th- that's, yeah, yeah. that's pretty full on, isn't it? What, even... Like, stuff that's, like, way out of print in English. It's, like, so expensive. And they're, they're, they're like, reprinting it. Andrew, thanks very much uh, for coming on the show. Good luck with the new projects. And I can't wait to see that, that, long, form, that long form comic. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, yeah, well, it's fun. That's the end of this episode of Graphic Nature. Thanks for listening. If you could please rate and review the show on whatever podcast service you use, it'll be greatly appreciated. If you have any thoughts regarding the show, feel free to send an email to feedback at graphicnature.media. Graphic Nature can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information about the show, visit Graphic Nature on the web by typing into your favorite web browser or search engine, graphicnature.media. Until next time, enjoy the comics you read and read the comics you enjoy. Thanks a lot. Credits! Written, produced, edited, and presented by Zoran Ilyevsky. Audio consultation and additional production. Archie Cuthbertson, Dan Moore. Credits announcer, Simon Winkler. Theme character voices, Zoran Ilyevsky. Audio excerpts of Senate Subcommittee on Juvenile Delinquency, Wortham versus Gaines on Decency Standards, used courtesy of New York City Municipal Archives. You've been listening to Graphic Nature, the podcast.